Hello and welcome to Notes from the Way. My name is Richard and this is the place where we get together every week to talk about matters of faith and life in the 21st century. Mostly we talk about what it means to live as a Christian, to grow as a person who loves Jesus and who is loved immensely by a God who loves us even more than we can even imagine or think. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you, if you have any thoughts or comments, to get in touch with me at our blog spot, which is notesfromtheway.blogspot.com, or email me at nftw, which is very clever because it's just like notes from the way, at sbcglobal.net. So that's uh, notesfromtheway.blogspot.com or nftw at sbcglobal.net. Anyway, let's uh, go and see what is going on in the news. Okay, and in the news today, I just want to look at three stories that kind of are gathered around the same issue, which we've talked about a little bit before about the issue of what's going on in China in regard to their human rights abuses and especially their treatment of Christians there. Persecution, the imprisonment, the torture, and even killing in some cases of believers just because they are believers who won't go along with the state. First story from Christian Post, the article is entitled Most Olympic Sponsors Flunk Darfur Report Card. Uh, This is uh, from the Save Darfur Coalition. They issued a report card of the uh, people, the sponsors for the 2008 Olympic Games. And just as a side note, don't think for a second that you're not going to be hearing all kinds of propaganda about how great China is uh, in the next year, year and a half as the Olympics come closer. I guess it's less than that now. I guess it's more like eight or nine months now. But you know, don't don't be fooled. Uh, there's not any real change going on. They still repress the, the free speech of their people. So these people went to the 19, I believe it is, sponsors, biggest sponsors of the 2008 Olympic Games, asked them to uh, tell China to back off in the Darfur because they are actually Sudan's biggest uh, partner and they could really bring the situation, the killing, the genocide that's going on in Darfur. They could end it pretty quickly by saying, we're going to stop supporting you if you don't stop killing the people there. But of course they won't, and the sponsors have basically just refused to do anything. Uh, 13 of the 19 uh, companies got an F, um, including Panasonic, Samsung, Swatch, um, Anheuser-Busch, Kodak, Microsoft, Staples, Visa, Volkswagen. And in the case of Microsoft, Kodak, Staples, Visa, and Volkswagen, they have company statements that says they are committed to uh, social responsibility. You know, that is, of course, unless they have a uh, you know financial stake in, uh, in it. Three companies get D on the report card, which would be Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, and UPS. Uh, C's come from McDonald's and uh, Adidas, which means they did something. They didn't do enough, obviously, but they did something. Uh, and the only C-plus was from General Electric because they did try. They did uh, they do have a, pr- a point person there whose uh, job it is to try to push the Chinese to do something. And then this other, uh, the other article that talks about the way they treat uh, North uh, Korean refugees, because I guess North Korean flock over the border, I think they said about a half a million over the last five years, I believe, or maybe it was ten years, uh, have gone into China to seek uh, basically political relief. You can imagine how bad it must be if you go into China to look for political uh, asylum. Uh, and that's what they do for North Korea. They try because North Korea is so bad and so repressive. 
that people try to go into China, and then China has an agreement with North Korea where they send them back, and then they're tortured, they're imprisoned, many of them are killed. So people are trying to push China into stopping this practice because it's it's uh, horrific. It really is. And then the third story is about a, a Christian leader in China trying to urge the president of China um, to stop the persecution of Christians there um, because it's it's ongoing. It keeps on going. You know, they uh, occasionally will send out a, a press release or make a statement saying that they're uh, tolerant of all people and all religions, but it's not true. It's not true at all. And uh, this Christian leader is encouraging them, this president of, of China, to stop it and to listen to the plight of the persecuted Christians there in China. I just want to ask a question. I'm asking this of myself more and more. What is it worth to me so that I can have stuff, cheap stuff, made by a country that tortures my brothers and sisters in Christ? Now, that may sound like it's extreme, but that's really what it is. I mean, you can imagine if somebody took one of your brothers or sisters and uh, kidnapped them and started torturing them. I don't think you'd be doing business with them. I don't think you'd go buy their stuff. But we do it every day with stuff that's made in China. And I, I don't understand it. And I don't understand it in my own life. I'm asking this question for me also. But I just want to, you to think about it. I mean, I was having a uh, conversation with a brother of mine in Christ uh, this past week. And we were talking about this. And he's like, do you mean that you you think I ought to take back my Christmas lights that I just bought this past week? You know what? Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean that we ought to take back the junk that we have, and we need to stop buying new junk. Does that mean our kids might have to have a few less things uh, this, this Christmas? Well, maybe. But maybe it'll also mean we can put enough pressure on the companies that do business with China that we can get some of our, our brothers and sisters out of jail so they can have a chance to celebrate Christmas and the their birthdays of their children and to worship in the freedom that we have in this country. Anyway, I just want to encourage you to think about it and to pray about it. What would God have us as the people of, of God, as the people of Jesus Christ, what would he have us to do about the situation around the world and especially in a country that's so large like China is, what would he have us to do? And as I ask those questions, I don't always like the answers that I think God is giving to me. But I want to encourage you to ask those questions and to pray about those questions also. And uh, now let's go see what God has for us in his word. Okay, as we look at the word today, I just wanted to touch on a couple of verses that came to mind, mostly because I was reading a very interesting blog, a man named Joel over at graceroots.org, and in his blog he was talking about the verses from Philippians, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, where it says, and I'll read them to you, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Piggybacking on that, I was thinking about the uh, verse from uh, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, where Paul says, uh, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Joel was talking about the fact that we need to be conscious of the fact that God is actually at work in us really got me thinking about the fact uh, that we worry so much and we talk so much about programs and plans and uh, you know ideas and schemes about helping people grow as believers 
and so much of it, I think, at least my uh, impression of it in my own life, is that so much of it goes without acknowledging the fact that God really is at work in the lives of his children. I mean, I remember for me, and this is not some program that I joined, this is just a harebrained scheme that I came up with when I was younger, and I decided that I wanted to really grow as a believer and uh, grow closer to the Lord, and so I decided that I was going to uh, work on uh, producing the fruit of the Spirit, you know, joy, peace, love, gentleness, all those things. I was going to work on every week a different uh, fruit of the Spirit. Well, it was a disaster, as you might imagine, you know, trying to produce fruit. You imagine a, uh, you know, a pear tree trying to produce pears. And it had the same kind of effect in my own life, just being horribly frustrating, completely useless. We need to remember in our lives that God is at work. And I wonder if we really trust him. I wonder if we really, really trust the fact that God is going to put circumstances and people and uh, his spirit in our lives in such a way that he is going to grow us to be the people that he wants us to be. It's a lot easier for me to do things myself. It's a lot easier for me to join a program, to go to a class, to uh, go to meetings, and let that substitute for the real work of the Holy Spirit growing me into the man that God wants me to be. And I wonder how many of us substitute those things, the things like classes and programs, uh, which aren't necessarily bad, but how many of us separate those things and make those the goal rather than the goal of just allowing God to work in our lives and shape us and mold us into the people that he wants us to be. I wonder if we really trust him. I wonder if we really believe what he's saying. What I really wonder in my life, I'm, I'm talking to myself mostly here, is how literally do I take God's word? If you put me in a, in a room and you interrogated me, I would tell you that I believe God's word is literally true. That when God says something, that he means it the way he says it. But when I look at my own life, do I really believe that? Do I really, really believe that God is at work to make me into the person that he wants me to be and that he, he's began a good work in me and he's going to complete that good work in my life? Do I really believe that? Uh, because really, this is a promise from God. This isn't just uh, you know some uh, haphazard statement. This has the full weight of God's character the full weight of his trustworthiness is behind these statements. That it's God at work in us to will and to do his good pleasure. And that he's begun a good work in us and he will continue it until it is finished. So I just want to, uh, to encourage you that he's going to make change happen in your life. The question comes up a lot of times when you talk about you know, letting God work in our lives. Well, what if we just sit around and do nothing? What if I just want to continue in sin? What if I just resist his work? Here's the thing. The people that I know that really know the Lord, th this question doesn't really apply to them. Uh, in other words, they really want to know him. They want to fellowship with his people. They want to be in his word. They want to have a, a relationship with him where they speak to him and he speaks to them. But there's a lot of people that don't have that desire, don't have that, that passion to know God. And frankly, I can't say whether a person like that is saved or not, but I wonder sometimes if, if people don't, that don't have that kind of passion to know God are satisfied with knowing about him because they're in a program or they're in a, a class and they've made a commitment to these classes, but really the life of God is not working in them. 
But for a person that God is working in, I don't see I don't see those people being you know lax about fellowship or being lax about prayer or being lax about reading their Bible. They jump into it because they want to know about this God that loves them so much. So I guess the point of what I'm saying in all of this is that you know a lot of times I think that for me I worry about how much I'm progressing towards knowing the Lord. But, you know, really I have nothing to worry about because God is at work in my life. And he has promised me with everything that he has that he is going to make this happen. And he's going to make that happen for you too. And if you have a desire to know him and to become his, well, we're already his child, but that we're going to just grow in the knowledge that we are his and that he loves us, he's going to accomplish that. And he's going to do it in spite of the fact that we mess up He's going to do it in spite of the fact that we're totally imperfect and flawed and twisted human beings. He's going to do it because he loves us and because his joy is to grow us to know his love even more. So I hope that's encouraging to you. I hope that's motivating to you to just keep on plugging away, even when it seems like you're just messing up right and left, like I feel like a lot of times. To know that God loves us so much that he's not going to let us go. And he's going to keep working in us no matter what. Well, that's all we have for today. And I just hope that you're just inspired, motivated, encouraged to keep on going. If you have any questions or comments, you can get in touch with me at the blog, which is notesfromtheway.blogspot.com, or the email, which is nftw at sbcglobal.net. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you later. God bless.